Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Outlook by Brooke. Now, I know it's been a minute. It has been a crazy week and a half for me. It seems like every time I think that I'm going to have time to get information out to y'all, something happens. Um, But I'm never ever going to quit, you know, in this race for humanity or like this awakening process. So... I'm ready for the kids to go back to their normal schedule with school because I definitely have um, a more disciplined schedule during that season. This summer has thrown me off. There is a lot that we have to go through today, but I kind of want to start on a different note this morning, a lighter note. Um, This is a personal story of something that I, you know, experienced. And so I'm going to share the story with you guys. There's a whole lot of context to it, so just sit down and listen through it, because I will get to my point. Um, So Thursday after work, I had a specific craving, so I went to the local store, and there were a lot of people in line, so I just got in line in a random line, and there were two gentlemen in front of me, like, separately. You know, like, one person was um, loading their stuff up on the conveyor belt, the next person behind me was waiting on them, and then there were... The next person in front of me was waiting on them. And then there was me. And so, for context, the guy in front of me, he was um, he was a white guy, probably, like, in his late 50s, early 60s. And the guy in front of him was black and around the same age. And I noticed as the conveyor belt was going, the last thing was his bread, and it was more so on the metal, so it wasn't picking up on the conveyor belt. And I was like... I don't know, I guess that little bit of panic in me, like if I forget something from the store, if I don't, you know, get everything that I need to get. And so I was like, hey, sir, is that your bread? You know, it's it's not. And he started laughing and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. If I would have went home without this bread, I would have heard it from my wife. And the guy in front of me, the white guy started laughing. He was like, oh yeah, I definitely hear that. Like that would have been me too. He said, I didn't even see it there, but you know, were like, thank you, like, that you just helped this guy in front of me get his bread, and then I noticed the guy in front of me was open carrying, so he had his gun on his side, and I was like, whoa, wow, like, I love the fact that you open carry, and so all three of us just kind of got into a conversation about how it does bring peace of mind to even those around you. He said one day there was a woman in the store that grocery shopped very close to him because there were people following her she felt like people were following her in the store and she felt safer being behind a stranger who was open carrying like that she wouldn't get messed with and it was just a whole conversation between the three of us but um when I left I was thinking this is the America that my kids get to see get to experience it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, like, we help each other out, we have conversations, we, you know, lighthearted or heavy, just, like, you know, just the, the simple things of, hey, you forgot your bread, or hey, I noticed this, that's really cool, like, that's a really cool thing that you're doing, it, it didn't matter the difference in gender, it didn't matter the difference in color, it was just, um, a very cool conversation, I guess, to, to see, when you look at the media and it shows that we're so divided, 
just to have in my local community where, you know, you can talk to random people and have a good conversation and, and you may be so different, but like everybody walked away from that with, you know, a little more peace of mind, a little bit of a good experience in something so simple as grocery shopping. And I'm proud to raise my kids in this community. And I hope that other communities are very similar to this because that is America. It is, you know, going and doing and doing life together, helping one another. Um, I don't know. It just, I've, I left it with a lot of peace. And so my challenge to you guys is whenever y'all are going out and you see someone that needs help or you see a conversation that can be had with someone like just, you know, giving them a compliment on something that they're doing that, you know, have those conversations. Our communities only get stronger through very small acts of kindness. Now, on to <laughs> a little thicker and heavier stuff. All the things that are going on in our world. Um, Leaders of Love on Twitter had posted that... They did the math. It was 800,000 children that go missing a year. And it goes down to, if you divide it by the day, it's 2,191 children a day. Which, like, technically is like 0.7. So maybe some days 2,192. But where are the Amber Alerts? So I decided to take this math one step further. If there are currently 195 different countries in the world and you take this 2,191 and you divide it by all these countries, you end up with 11 kids from a country a day going missing. So I'm really thankful for Leaders of Love starting this conversation on Twitter because where are the Amber Alerts? I can count on one hand the amount of Amber Alerts that I have seen on local and national news a year. Clearly, I think that something is um, gone afoot in the Amber Alert system. Maybe it is a way to traffic children. I don't know. But something's definitely very off. And... That is something that I think is a very positive conversation to have with other people because we all need to open our eyes to why are these children not found? Why is our local police enforcement or DOJ or FBI not finding these children? Okay? 11 kids a day for our country. That is super sad. If you do the math that way, I just... Something's got to change. Now, next on the list, um, the SEC and XRP did have their final um, court date. And from what I could tell um, with the research that I've done in the past is that the SEC wanted to get rid of Ripple slash XRP by saying that it was not labeled as the right token or tokenization or whatever. Um, XRP was technically made with the goal of having 
countries be able to pay other countries for goods and services through XRP. Now, if you look into it as in the aspect of like the RV, Nassara, Jasara, if every country is a one-to-one -one ratio on dollars, it would be very simple if, say, you need $500 million worth of goods from Saudi Arabia to transfer that into XRP and just send it that way. It makes a whole lot of sense. In fact, Saudi Arabia is now using XRP to settle um, for money with oil purchases. And I do believe that this could be an essential part of Nasara Jasara. I've heard that XRP will be gold-backed at some point. XLM will be silver-backed at some point. Those are the things that we're hearing. Um, I personally have invested in XRP. It did actually go up quite a bit, but it's still a cheaper coin. After the um, SEC XRP court situation was settled. So it's definitely like to each your own, you know, everything that you do in the stock market or crypto is definitely a risk. It's something that, you know, if you have extra money and you want to take a gamble on it, go for it. If you don't, then don't. Like it's not essential in any way, shape or form. But that is the news on XRP for today. Now, there was another train derailment in Pennsylvania, and I got to see the aerial footage of it. And, you know, of course, they're talking about this was released and that was released. And as I'm looking over the aerial footage, I'm realizing how staged it actually looks from the formation of how the train came off the tracks and the shape of the train as it derailed and how clean everything looked around it. Definitely seemed more like false flag type, you're watching a movie type scenario. Um, definitely is nothing like the spill that it had that leaked into the water in Pennsylvania. But I don't know, it was just very interesting. Now, Biden is sending $1.3 to Ukraine, which is kind of interesting in timing because Russia has said, you know, if anybody is sending anything through uh, their local ports, which is at the Black Sea, think I don't know not really sure but um that it would be like seas it would be like a, a enemy vessel so things are definitely heating up there Tupac's murder case has been reopened which is very interesting because even his daughter has said in interviews that he is still alive is this his time to come back I don't know something I'm keeping my eye on but why after what 30 years this is being reopened it's just very interesting we've had a lot of celebrities um have these blood clot issues like just in the last week a lot of people have had like cardiovascular issues in like the world of celebrities so that's definitely something to keep an eye on because that could lead to exposure with the COVID-19 vaccine. It seems like just a lot of things are kind of being set up for the future for more disclosure. Now, another thing is that the tornado hit the Pfizer plant destroyed 50,000 pallets of chemicals, is what they're saying. Now, if you ask me, if you have 50,000 
pallets of chemicals, would that not be like an air risk concern or like what was actually spilled? Why is that not like a bigger issue? So that also seems kind of false flaggy to me. Also kind of seems like they are exposing that. Now by this, I mean that if, you know, we've had these train derailments and these issues from all the chemicals being spilled, especially given what could be in these vials at Pfizer, with it just really not being a big issue with the tornado, that tells me that Pfizer's been cleared out. This is just part of the movie exposing Pfizer's going down. Things are not looking good for them. And that is just kind of what I got out of that whole situation. Now, something that I did find very, very intriguing. Um, Donald Jr. was doing a, a press conference of sorts this week, or last week. And it was on the Hunter Biden laptop. And he said, do you know what my dad would have done to me if this was my laptop? My dad would have sent me to Gitmo. Now, I want you guys to think on that for a second. My dad would have sent me to Gitmo. This is something that I can dissect in two different ways. The fact that it's a nod to Anons that there are tribunals going down in Gitmo. But also, I have definitely wondered how compromised is Ivanka Trump because of her husband and the interesting ties that he has to other people and all of the um, Israeli type things that they were concerned with while his dad was in office and then them saying oh we're actually not going to be a part of this time of my dad's presidency like were they in trouble have they seen Gitmo as a parent I can't imagine being in that position but there's always that possibility that maybe that was the position that Donald Trump was in. Now, I'm not saying that for a fact, but that is kind of something that lingers in the back of my mind. And whenever I read this quote and watched the little video where he said that, it just kind of, you know, came to me that that really is a real possibility. If any of his kids were into something that was nefarious, that they could possibly pay the ultimate price. Now, <clears throat> Hunter Biden should have been registered by the DOJ as a foreign agent because of his Burisma and offshore dealings. But also, it came out that he had this $10,000 uh, golf club membership, like a little tax write-off, that was actually a cover-up for spending $10,000 on this little sex club. So, it's really not looking good for him. I think that he even had a plea deal type thing today. I don't know if he took it or if they're even going to offer it. But he definitely had to go meet up today. And I'm interested to see how that cookie crumbles. Um, on a different note, U.S. has now deployed subs to South Korea. Some sources say that they're nuclear subs, but I don't really know. Um, but I've said so many times, I think our nuclear scare would come from South Korea. So that definitely seems like in the lines of we're watching a movie. This is part of the process. Is this the final straw? Um, it's just, yeah, it's getting very, very interesting. It feels like, um, 
when you're watching a movie and the plot really, really thickens before the climax, it's kind of where I feel like we're at. Um, another thing that happened was Rand Paul's office was in flames. Now, I'm not going to say that Rand Paul specifically didn't want something to get exposed that was maybe in his office. But I definitely think that this is not just like a one-off, like, oh, you know, it's just that it happens, fires. No, I think that this was definitely on purpose. And there's more to it. And who was hiding what there? Who could have been exposed by what's in the office is the real questions that should be asked. The fact that he even made somewhat of news. We need to be thinking of the grander picture behind it. Now, the real information is not out yet on that. But that's one of those things where you keep that little nugget in your pocket for later because I feel like it will make a full circle moment. Our military did do some black start exercises. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's kind of like if the power would go down, how would the local government deal with it? Will we be able to sustain power through other ways? What would our communications look like? That kind of thing. And that happened in many places. Now, they say that this is an exercise, but when it falls in line with the movie and the communications blackout, definitely seems like they're prepping for the big event. And something else that's super interesting is that now officially the states that I'm going to list off will not be having child sex changes. They have banned that in their states. So big kudos to all of these states. I'm going to read them off to you, and I think this is a huge win. It's a good way to combat the deep, deep state and all of their, you know, new age beliefs that they're pushing on us. Um, but that is Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. I hope that this train just keeps on rolling. I hope that more and more states adapt to this. And then we could make it like a nationwide thing that we are not dealing with the... Um, ideology that our children can be messed with chemically or physically when it comes to sex changes. In fact, I read uh, a statistic one time that talks about like women and men's brains and how long it takes them to fully mature. And for sure, a woman's brain is until she's 26. I think men are a lot older than that, maybe like 28, 30. But the fact that they want you to possibly make a decision on your gender when your brain is not even fully developed to make that decision, blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. It's sick. And anybody who really advocates for these things to continue to go on, well, they need to find their road straight to Gitmo because our children cannot be messed with. Now, we talked about how Taiwan and China could possibly end up like Russia and Ukraine. And, um, you know, a lot of people have issues believing that China can do good, but Taiwan 
in my opinion, has been a hub similar to Ukraine. Ukraine was worse, but I did find it interesting that uh, Taiwan's leader, Tsai Ing-wen, tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I've said this before where I'm like, oh, y'all know what that means. Y'all know what that means. And um, I've had a few comments from some listeners that I guess um, weren't here for the original episodes of the Outlook by Brooke. And they were like, okay, but what does that mean? So I'm just going to reiterate, you know, there's a post that I think I shared on True Social maybe uh, over a year ago or right out a year ago or something like that um, about the context of like, when it says that someone is positive with COVID-19. And for celebrities and politicians and people in Hollywood and all these A-listers and these satanic people and high-ups, they use this as a way, well, the, the good guys, the white hats, they use this as a way to tell us that that person has had their tribunal, that they are found guilty and they're taken care of. So when it says so-and-so has tested positive for COVID-19, you're like, okay, cool. That's this one off the list. That's one taken care of. They had their tribunal. Great. They are guilty. So being that the Taiwan leader, at a time such as this, with the entire tensions between the two countries, says that it's now positive for COVID-19, Well, that tells me that the entire cleanup in Taiwan is actually happening, and it's happening current time. That is the way that I translate it. Take it as you will. But with my research, that is what I have found. And now the Obamas. You guys. I knew the Clintons were bad, and I knew the Obamas were bad, but... I guess mentally, I didn't really place them in the exact same ranking in my mind. Maybe they're even, I don't know. I can't even tell you which one's worse. But I have not seen all of the exposure. Like, you know, the, the Clintons have a whole hit list of, of all the people that have been um, unalived that were in uh, relation to them. And now it kind of seems like the Obamas are starting to resemble that very much so. Now, Loretta... Loretta Frotti was the person that verified Obama's birth certificate. Dies in a plane crash. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? We already know where he was really born, but what was she going to say or do to expose them? Did it have to do with the birth certificate? Now, apparently, Obama's chef was going to do the same. He was going to expose them, and then they found him um, off of Martha's Vineyard in their little lake or whatever, body of water. Oh, he was just paddle boarding and he drowned. He couldn't swim. Well, there's video footage of him knowing how to swim out there. And I just find it very coincidental that years back, it was published that the Clinton's chef drowned during a hike in New Mexico. So, I don't know. Are are the Clintons teaching the Obamas the the way to do it? Are they following in their footsteps? Are they worse? I don't know. But I'm enjoying seeing the Obama family start to be taken down, start to be exposed. 
because they are also super nefarious people. You know, they've lied to the public over and over and over again. I can't trust one thing that comes out of their mouth. And I have no idea why anybody has ever put Barack Obama on such a pedestal or his man wife, Michelle. I just don't get it. Now, something tells me in the weeks to come that the this list of things that I have gone through today that we're going to end up going back through them as more stuff comes out because there were a lot of little nuggets that we should be keeping in our pockets just from this one podcast. If you guys find anything interesting, definitely send it my way. Keep your eyes open because there are things that we are now trained to dissect in a different way than we would have two or three years ago. And as much as I have the ability to do those things, I think that you guys are capable as well. So you guys, as always, can follow me on Truth Social. You guys can follow me on Instagram. And y'all have a good week.